Welcome to the Physician Wellness Lounge hosted by Dr. Yashoda Baskar, who is board certified in internal medicine and a diplomat of the American Board of Lifestyle Medicine. She is also an ICF certified life transformation coach and a certified money coach. This podcast features physicians who discuss wellness and balance within and outside of medicine. It covers a wide range of topics around this theme with some wonderful advice and practical tips that you can start incorporating right away to improve the happiness quotient in your life. We hope you enjoy this episode and please subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you listen to it. And now here's your host, Dr. Yashoda. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of my podcast. It gives me great pleasure to talk to Dr. Stephanie Byerly here today. Um, Dr. Byerly is a professor of anesthesiology and the director of a high-risk obstetrical unit, a gender equity expert, a certified mind-body medicine coach, a physician wellness expert, the chair of the American Society of Anesthesiologists Committee on Women Anesthesiologists, as well as a certified life and weight loss coach. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much for um, coming on to my show today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today and to get to share with you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to our um, conversation. I think we're going to go to some really good juicy places. So <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about um, sort of your journey um, through medicine to begin with. Okay, well, um, I apparently per my sister, well, she'll tell you that from the time I was about three or four, I always said I wanted to be a doctor and every day after school, I used to get my little plastic doctor kid out and have to examine her after school. Uh, I did have some medical challenges when I was younger and had spent some time in the hospital when I was little. And I think that's sort of where things really probably started. And um, I had spent a month in the hospital when I had pneumonia as a child and met a great student nurse took me around with her every night to fill up the oxygen tanks with ice and um, just go around and talk to other little kids that were patients. And so from then on, I think that was really my path forward to medicine. And so I uh, actually went to a performing arts high school because I thought I wanted to go into theater, <laughs> but <laughs> decided, well, I, I'm going to pursue my path to be a doctor and uh, went medical school and did an anesthesiology residency, a neuroanesthesiology fellowship, and then started practicing and then switched over to obstetrical anesthesia. That's what I'm currently doing. Awesome. Well, we were chatting just before we started recording and you were mentioning how your week can be a pretty long week when you're on, um, it's like 84 hours and then it sounds like you have some off time. Um, how do you sort of balance all of these different hats that you have to wear with such a sort of hectic schedule? It can be difficult. And um, I will say that I have to do a lot of mindset work based on that to not get myself into a sense of overwhelm. But one thing that has been critical was really planning my calendar and blocking out time for the specific things 
which would be my, my job as the head of OB anesthesia, my coaching business, and then also what I'm doing with the American Society of Anesthesiologists, but critically put in there are times for self-care. So I have my times to ride my Peloton or go take a walk. And then I do schedule time with my family, with my significant other. So really putting that in there has helped a lot. Yeah, so sounds like a lot of planning and being really mindful of making sure that your priorities are taken care of um, so they don't kind of fall by the wayside and become, yes. a, you know, last uh, sort of like, oh, by the way, sort of thing. It's really making it a priority, right? Yes, and I also try anything I can outsource that I possibly can. I am very fortunate to have a, a group of wonderful people that help me out when I, when I uh, need some help, which is pretty frequently. Uh, so, you know, at this point, my, I have two grown daughters, they're 23 and 25. So um, I'm, I'm not juggling kids right now, but I was a single parent for most of their life, which was you know, another interesting journey. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, it is nice when they become adults and kind of can start taking care of themselves. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I said to myself, I'm like, you know, it's my time now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a 26 and uh, going to be almost 20, well, not almost, he's going to be 29 next month. I have two sons. So I think we're kind of in, you know, a little bit in the same sort of generational um, place in our lives. So, um, so Stephanie, tell us, actually, I'm really curious about this um, leadership position you have with the anesthesia, uh, you know, uh, women's anesthesia committee, I guess. Yes. Tell us a little bit more about, because I love hearing about women leadership in, in medicine and uh, I'd love to hear more about that. So the American Society of Anesthesiologists had uh, an ad hoc committee for, it was called the Committee on Women in Anesthesiology. And then it was actually converted to an actual committee. So now it's called the Committee on Women Anesthesiologists. And I took over as the chair in October of 2020 from an amazing woman named Dr. Linda Hertzberg, who has been a trailblazer for women for 30 years. And so I'm trying to fill some big shoes, but um, I've taken over and it's very fascinating to get involved in a, a situation as far as being like the American Society of Anesthesiologists and learning about how these big organizations work and the outreach. And so doing this committee, I'm also now being put on other committees such as diversity, equity, inclusion, physician wellness. And so I'm able to really make an impact in multiple areas, but this committee that I'm currently the chair we're really focusing on how we can make a difference for women and especially with what's going on with COVID. We've done some preliminary surveys and are really seeing the impact to women anesthesiologists and the number of them that have had to leave clinical work because of their responsibilities at home with now homeschooling and maybe taking care of elderly parents, et cetera, things that we're all becoming too familiar with. So we're really trying to work on that and come up with recommendations that hopefully the American Society of Anesthesiologists would adopt so that people could look at those, re those recommendations and follow them in, at their university or within their medical practice. 
And, and so mentorship and sponsorship is another big thing that we're trying to work towards within the big organization because we know that women really suffer from not being sponsored and usually being over mentored. Mm, wonderful. Yes. Really, really um, necessary work and COVID definitely has been, you know, such a game changer in so many ways of sort of exposing some of the things that maybe were not quite right with our system and giving that additional push, if you will, to start, you know, kind of working on some of these things. So it's, it's great. It's a great position, I think, to be in right now for that purpose. Yes. And, and um, we're, you know, we're, we're really hoping that we can make a difference and um, we'll have more data coming out. We just have preliminary survey results, but, but I'm really excited about how committed American Society of Anesthesiologists is to actually making an impact with its members. So that's amazing to me. So I feel very fortunate to be in that role. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Um, so let's pivot a little and talk about coaching. You know, both you and I are pretty passionate about it. And, and I want to start by just asking, you know, coaching is still not coaching has been around like in the sports arena or like for executive leaders and CEOs and stuff like that for, for a long, long time. But the kind of coaching that we're talking about is sort of like life coaching or weight loss coaching and that sort of stuff. It seems like there's still some, not necessarily confusion, but maybe, maybe even just a touch of skepticism around it. So tell us a little bit about how you came about with uh, the idea of becoming a coach. What led you to that? Thank you. I would love to. It's, it's, I am so passionate about it. I'll try to keep it um, short. You might have to rein me in because once I start talking about it, I can't stop. But um, from my life history, I've had a lot of trauma in my life and had some exposure to some abusive relationships and some loved ones in my life with addiction that really uh, at a point in my life, I had to take a look at my personal life. And I was also very burned out at work and say, I've got to figure this out. And I started on my journey, sort of searching for things. And I was able to pull myself out of the burnout, which I'm very grateful for. I really had two episodes of burnout. But uh, in my searching, uh, I did so much personal growth work that I really wanted to give back to women physicians because I feel like I had been through pretty much the gamut of what most women go through in medicine. And so I went on this journey and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then a colleague said to me, into life coaching. And I was like, what is life coaching? And she recommended looking at the life coach school. And as soon as I looked at the introductory lectures, it just clicked. I was like, this is it. I mean, I, there was no turning back. I signed up right then. And it has been one of the most transformational, amazing things in my life. It has impacted my life personally. And it, it has impacted me to the point where every area of my life, including my personal life and my professional life have been impacted in a great way. And I'm grateful to be able to serve other women physicians who are struggling. And the, my, I help statement, which sort of explains, you know, what I do is I help women physicians who are exhausted and overextended and feeling like they're failing at everything back their power to get some joy back in their personal and professional lives. 
So I'm, I'm just so excited about it and the clients that I work with just to see them go from the first session where they're, they're guarded, they're, they're sad um, to when they start smiling and actually seeing that they can actually have an intentional life and get their power back right. to enjoy things in their life to me just means everything. Yeah, it is pretty powerful when you see that transformation happen. You know, and I and, and the way I look at it, right? Like we are very we are very high achieving professionals just by the nature of our job and we are able to get through a lot of challenges on, on our own, but when you get to that point of like pre-burnout or even in the midst of burnout, sometimes you just you you feel stuck you know, you feel trapped. You just, you're like, you've like run out of ideas. I mean, you and I touched a little bit before we started recording on creativity, creativity. Yes. Right. And I remember when I was going through my burnout, like I had zero zilch, like I had nothing to, I had no idea like which way to turn, you know, now I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I did have options. I could have quit that job. I could have tried to find another job. I could have started my own practice, you know, but at that moment, like nothing came to me. And so I keep wondering how it would have been if maybe a coach had come into my life at that point, right? Yes, I agree. Absolutely. And, and the, you know, as, as much as I study physician wellness, you know, we know that 80% of the issue with wellness for an individual physician has to do with the system being broken. Right. And there are people working on the system, but it's going to take a while for the system to start to change, for the culture of medicine to change. So the 20% of wellness that we as individuals have control over, that's what I really try to focus on. Because if you get coaching for that 20%, it automatically affect how you are within the system when you're working. Mm-hmm. And it will be able to give you resources within yourself to be able to function within the system if you want to stay in medicine. Right. The unfortunate part is so many people are leaving medicine because of this. And it's just, it's just very disturbing. And when we look at physician substance abuse rate and physician suicide, I mean, it's just so sad. It's really heartbreaking, just horrendous numbers for sure. So Stephanie, what are some um, skill sets and tools that you um, you teach or coach around to enable physicians to, um, you know, basically um, stay in the game, if you will, if that's what they want to do? Uh, because like you said, you know, sy- systematic changes are going to take time, but we, we can't be sitting around waiting for that to happen, right? Um, so what are some things that that seem to be helping your clients that you, you know, you work with them on? So it, you know, there's a difference between men and women and the gender equity piece, I feel is a huge contributor to the increased amount of burnout that women experience. So one of the first things that we talk about is what's working in your life and what is not working in your life and where would you like your life What would you like things to look like? And then one of the first things I find with women is to really get them to look at their lives and realize how amazing they are because we tend to beat ourselves up and just tell ourselves that we're failing at everything. And 
and, and we just think we're not enough. So one of my first goals with my clients is to have them take a look at how amazing they are and to really start to believe that they're enough just the way they are. Mm-hmm. And I, I really feel that women look at their achievements as a measure of how worthy they are mm-hmm. and versus, so all external things versus what we tell ourselves about validation to ourselves. So that's one of my first goals. And when they actually start thinking about it, I ask them to try to write down three things a day, each day about how amazing they are. And I tell them, as soon because as, as soon as I say, I see their face and I can tell that the resistant feeling is coming up. And I just ask them to sit with the feeling for just a few minutes and just let it be, feel it in your body, don't resist it. And then they're like, wow, it's starting to go away. And your mind just starts to open up. So if I can get them to start realizing how amazing they are to really, if they can begin the journey of stopping judging themselves yeah. and really starting to learn how to feel your feelings. Because to me, I, um, I walked around numb my entire life. Mm-hmm. And when I really began to be able to feel my feelings is mm-hmm. when I became vulnerable, but vulnerable in a way, a beautiful way that I could actually start experiencing all of the greatness in my life. Such great points there. Yeah, we tend to be our own harshest critics and there's really no need for that. You know, all of us who came through medical school and residency and all the way, we didn't do it by being, you know, weak or... (laughs) You know, right. right? But but we get to a system that just is not, it's just not a friendly place, if you will. They're not, you know, it's just set up in such a way that wellness is, is not a priority. <laughs> and, and yeah, right. Yeah, and it, it, it's just interesting to me that they, you know, what you'll hear is become more resilient, you know, do yoga, uh, meditate. And of course, doing yoga and meditating are, amazing, but we already are some of the most resilient people that walk the earth. Because as you said, how hard has it been for us to get here? And what, you know, what draws people to medicine? You know, it's a certain type of person that's willing to sacrifice themselves, their personal life, sacrifice being home with their family on the holidays, on weekends, on nights, you know, missing critical events in your personal life. And it's because we're healers and we want to serve. So we are naturally these people that just give to other people. Right. And I will say, I love what I do every day. And I still believe that medicine is the most noble profession, but it really can steal your life. Yes. It's very easy for that to happen. And it just doesn't need to be that way. I'm glad that they finally changed the Hippocratic oath to to, you know, have as part of it that a physician's own mental and physical well-being is critical to doing no harm to patients. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of like learning from like, you know, the flight industry, right? Like you're not going to let pilots fly, you know, 48 hours or 65 hours without sleep. I mean, (laughs) you know, and yet, uh, yet even with the 80 hour work week restriction and all of that, that's been in place. But at the, at the end of the day, we are human beings, we have human needs, like 
We do need to sleep. We do need to exercise. We do need to eat healthy. Yes. yes. We're not superhuman beings or zombies. And um, if nobody else is looking out for us, we kind of have to do that for ourselves and make ourselves a priority. So, um, so tell us a little bit more about, you also mentioned that you're a certified uh, weight loss coach, um, life and weight loss coach. Can you tell me what about that um, area of interest for you? Yes. So I went to the life coach school. And so basically when you go through what's called coach certification, you get certified in both life coaching and weight loss. And so in my uh, life coaching business, I, I'm coaching women on both if they do have an issue about weight. Uh, we also work on issues within the life coaching having to do with what we call buffering, which are things that we do to counteract our negative emotions because we have between 40 and 60,000 thoughts a day, which is staggering. Yeah. Half, it's just unbelievable. Um, but half of them are negative and half of them are positive. And if we get stuck in the negative thoughts, our primitive brain, the part of us that was the caveman brain that was like, don't get eaten by a saber tooth tiger saying, stay safe. I don't want to feel this negative emotion. So I want you to do something to give me a dopamine hit, like eating or drinking or shopping or working or searching the internet or watching Netflix. So we really work on things that they could be buffering with. Mm -hmm. And so if weight loss is something they want to work on, um, the basic premise of all of it though is thought work. So Mm -hmm. we work on the thoughts that you're having and the way that we're trained in the life coach school is that your thoughts are everything. And it's actually incredible when you start using what is called the model. And so any circumstance that happens to us in our life, we have a thought about, and everybody interprets that circumstance in a different way with different thoughts. So the way, what thoughts we take then cause us to have feelings. Our feelings cause us to have actions and then our actions end up creating our results. Right. So when we learn why we're overeating, or why we're over drinking or why we're doing this or why we're doing that. We learn it's through our thoughts and actually start critically looking at our thoughts because most of the thoughts that we have every day are just automatic thoughts that have been stored up in our brain. Mm-hmm. And we work on, well, if these thoughts are not benefiting us, this is not the result that you want in your life. If, if this is not the way you want to show up on a daily basis around mm-hmm. you. And let's look at your thoughts and say, what's a fact and what's a story. Right, right. And it, it is transformational. Yeah. Well, it's CBT is what you just described. Right. Cognitive behavioral therapy. And that's a well-proven scientific, you know, with along with positive psychology um, therapies that have clearly been shown to be um, helpful in situations even past, uh, like what we are discussing, you know, it's, it's used by... Um, therapists and counselors and whatnot too so but you're right I mean there's so much about how we react to things in the world and how we react to them creates our reality and so basically if you can catch if you can catch yourself at that fork in the road um, and shift then you start going down the road the path that you really want to pursue rather than this I call it the default future you know you keep having the same thoughts and having the same actions 
And it's kind of like, kind of like that Einstein right. saying, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting result, a, a different results is the definition of insanity. So you got to change something. Right, right absolutely. Yeah. And this framework gives you a way to do that where when you get used to doing this, you start thinking a thought and then you start feeling a feeling. You're like, wait a minute. All right. Um, I'm interrupting this model brain because we're not going here today. So let me really, is this a fact? Is this a story? Is this right. really how I want to be thinking about this situation? Because a lot of us, I would say, and I personally can say I, I did this so much and, and I'm still not perfect at it, but um, I you know, been reactive in situations, look back at, at my behavior and just have had to apologize to people and yes. say, you know, I'm just so sorry um, that I reacted that way or, you know, and so it's been transformational for my life. I know it's been transformational for the women that I've been serving, which I'm grateful for. So I'm uh, just going to continue on that path and try yeah. to help as many women as I can. That's awesome. That's great. Yes. Yeah. So what are you looking at like in the for the future for yourself in terms of balancing all these different hats that you know that you're wearing um, in the next six months to a year or two years? What are you what are your sort of future vision for yourself and for your how you show up in the world? <laughs> well, I, I definitely want to continue doing a clinical anesthesia. And I, um, I love doing obstetrical anesthesiology. It's, it's really, you know, full circle for my love of helping women physicians, I get to work with women patients, and it's very gratifying. And so I want and we'll be continuing my committee work, which probably will be a couple of year commitment. And then I would like to really grow my coaching business because I really just feel the need is so great. And uh, there's a lot of um, articles coming out now about how coaching can be used in organizations to help with system change. Mm -hmm. And so I really am going to push forward with that uh, where I work and actually within the American Society of Anesthesiologists. So we're actually coming up with some data and what we call a white paper that we really want to present to the ASA regarding integrating coaching. So, uh, and, and really, you know, getting my coaching business, but I do want the part of my life, like I do feel that it's my time now, yeah. um, really enjoying my personal life with my significant other. And uh, I'm just very grateful for everything my daughters are doing well. And, um, I'm not exactly sure the time commitments for each thing. I'm just going to kind of see as I go along, um, but I'm just loving every piece. Yeah, it sounds like it. it sounds like you really found all the pieces that gives you like peace and balance, you know, in your life. And that's such a hard thing sometimes for us, right? Like we're like running down this one street and <laughs> like being so taken over by it that, we just forget that there are so many other facets to us. We're not just the doctor or just the, you know, the spouse or the partner or just the mom. And so, yeah, I'd love to encourage people out there who are listening to really explore other passions, explore other ways of being a more uh, well-rounded human being, uh, because at the end of the day, that's what life is about, you know, express all your talents and passions and skills and and show up the way you can and uh, see how you can help and serve the world in different ways yeah 
And, and I think a big piece of that for women is that piece of really accepting who we are and that we're enough and that we actually deserve to be happy and that um, when we're raised and from everything that goes on around us, we too have gender bias to ourselves. So we have internalized how women are supposed to look, how they're supposed to talk, how they're supposed to act. Mm-hmm. And so we do it to ourselves oftentimes where we keep ourselves stuck because we don't think that we deserve more. Yeah. And I think that a large number of us suffer from imposter syndrome yeah. and perfectionism, which are two things that are just dream killers. And what comes, the two emotions that come from all of this are shame and guilt. Yeah. And those two emotions are, are the biggest dream killers that you can have. And so if we can work through those in coaching, because oftentimes we internalize and we feel those emotions, but there's no reason that we feel it. It's just sort of what our brain has internalized and what we see around us. And if you can overcome those two emotions, your entire life opens up. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> that is that is so true. Stephanie, it's been such a pleasure. We could talk about this for, I know, on and on and on because it's mine too. But um, yeah. yeah, well, thank you for all the work that you're doing in the world. If people want to reach out to you or know more about your programs and about your business and your work, where can they find you? I would love to hear from people. So uh, my website is www physicianhealer.com and if you'd like to sign up for a complimentary 45 minute session you can do that or you can contact me at my email which is um, contact at physicianhealer.com wonderful great well thank you so much you just bring such joy and energy to this work that you do and i and like you said this work is so important and there are so many women physicians out there who really who really need this. And so I would encourage anybody who might be going through any sort of, you know, discomfort in their life and they're feeling stuck or just lost um, to reach out and, and get some coaching. Yes, absolutely. It, it is absolutely transformational and it isn't, it is not therapy. It's very different than therapy. And I know people right. sometimes they, they think of it as therapy and that gives people a lot of resistance, but it, it is, it is so not that. So if anyone is interested, please contact me. I would love to talk to you to begin your journey to getting some joy back in your life. Sounds Thank fun. you so much. It was a great conversation. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. And thank you for taking time out of your busy life and your busy day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.